I'm ready. Do you have to sniffle every single time I turn this on? I had this, the case of the sniffles. You literally sniffled right as I turned it on. Like, it was like, <laughs> zero, zero, one. <laughs> Welcome back to Fine Wine and Evil Spirits, a podcast where husband and wife bicker about the supernatural and the weird and spooky and, and all that kind of stuff. And all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> our first story oh, we're doing Kansas. 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 What do you think of when you think of Kansas? I think of the band, and then it automatically makes me think of Supernatural. How about the Wizard of Oz? I didn't think about that. But yeah. then when I was, like, researching today, because I was trying to find movies. Those red shoes. Yeah, those red shoes. Yeah. Um, my mom was so good at doing the Wizard of Oz voice. Well, the witch. My pretty. Yeah. Anywho. Did you want to take a shot at that? You want to do the... I'll butcher it. She'll be disappointed. <laughs> and it's probably too loud for this late at night. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our first story is the... And we've had back and forth conversation about how to pronounce it, but I say Wichita. And what I say? Uh, Wichita. Wichita. That's how it says. That's how it says? That's how I say it. Yeah, I think you say it wrong. I think it's Wichita. Wich- that's how you break it down, right? Wichita. Now I don't even know how to say it. Anyway. Wichita. So there's a storm gate in Wichita, Kansas that has no plaque or indication, only a troll sculpture that waits for the unaware. It is the Wichita Troll. Those who do not know about it are likely to walk right by it without ever noticing it at all during the day. Nighttime is a different story. In the dark, the seven-foot-tall creature illuminates with a large disturbing head and gangly appendages covered in black fabric. What's an appendages? Like arms and legs and stuff, right? <laughs> oh. Wait, hold on, hold on. I can I can look it up real quick. An appendage. Why do I feel like I should know this? Yeah, like a limb. Oh, like arms oh, and okay, legs. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> it gazes out of the grate with a scowl for being imprisoned because he's not happy because who would want to be imprisoned right i wouldn't want to be imprisoned like in quarantine oh wait we are we are um this creature was created by connie ernott i don't know if i'm saying that right um with intentions of reviving the riverside area and just like bringing like fun to it kind right. of like making it up and coming kind of um, she has created many works of art, but her troll has captivated many audiences. The sculpture is not in guidebooks, so you don't, like, nobody knows where it is until they see it. Right. Um, and it's barely noted online, even though I found a bunch of stuff on it. But that's right. what this site said. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing they mean, like, you can't find it online in, like, Kansas attractions and stuff like that. Um... But that's, like, that's the fun of the mystery is to not know exactly where it is and go find it yourself while you're, <clears throat> you're visiting the area. It's like Scooby-Doo. Ex- Just no monster. Well, kind of. I mean, it's a troll, but it doesn't move. Seven foot. Still scary. Yeah. 
Can you imagine Weston or one of the other kids seeing I would be scared. If I seen that at night, it is even during the day, I would be scared. I think it's scary <clears throat> if you're not expecting it. Like, if you walk by it, like, during the day, and it's just, like, there in the drain or whatever. It's more like a scarecrow feel. I guess. The storm gate. Like, right. you're just, like, looking down. You don't think anything. Right. And then it's, like, it. And, like, just Pennywise. Like it pops IT. out. Um... And then in 2012, someone vandalized it. They stole one of its arms. Isn't give that, that arm back. Whoever, if you're listening to this, give that arm back now. Well, they actually they actually repaired it. Oh, they and they put it? A, yeah, they put a new one on. Hmm. So, like, gotcha. it's all good now. Our second story is the Sally House. Do you have anything to say about that? Because I know you want to say something. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> okay, the Sally House was built in Atkinson. I think that's how you say it, right? Atkinson. Atkinson, yeah. Um, between 1867 and 1871, it was purchased by Michael Finney, who died in the house in 1872, just by natural causes. Um, eventually, it was his son Michael's. Oh, <laughs> it was Michael's son Charles and his family that vacated the home. He had become a doctor, and the house had become his practice. The doctor lived upstairs with his family, and the space in the front was reserved as an office space and examination rooms. Mm. One day, there was a, his- <laughs> a hysterical mother who ran up to the house holding her six-year-old daughter. I also heard seven-year-old, so I'm not sure which one it is, but I put six years old. Um, Her name was Sally, and the mother was stating that the girl had collapsed from severe abdominal pain. Charles's diagnosis was appendicitis, and he rushed her into surgery, believing that the appendix would burst at any minute if he did not do do something. Uh, The doctor began cutting into Sally, and unfortunately, it was before the anesthesia was in full effect. Sally soon stopped screaming, her body became pale and limped, and she died on the operating table. The Finney family owned the house until 1947, and it wouldn't be until 1993 before the next family moved in. The renters were Tony and Deborah Pickman, who were expecting their first child shortly after the move. The paranormal activity started. One night, Tony went to the kitchen for a drink after work when he saw a little girl staring at him. He quickly dropped his glass and ran downstairs yelling at his wife, I saw her, over and over. The dog began to growl at nothing. Hmm. Yeah, when the animals get involved. That's when you gotta worry. That's when you like, that's when it's like, nope. Because animals like everybody. If if an animal does not like you, go away. Especially like, you know, a little girl in your house that's not supposed to be there. An invisible little girl in your house. Well, she's not that invisible if you saw her. Over time, they would hear noises upstairs in the nursery. Fires would start without explanation, and toys would rearrange themselves. While there was no physical contact with Deborah or the baby, Tony would get scratches, burns, and welts all over his body. There are not. There are uh, no. What? No, nah, just just it's like terrifying. random at random. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so there was actually somebody that came in the house. Um, 
and was having the same symptoms like as he was like it was just out of nowhere like he would feel like a burning on him and he would look down and there would be like a scratch yeah and scratches are demonic they're not like ghosts there are no historical records of Sally's story happening, and the rumors began when the Pickmans moved in. Apparently, a medium had come and give, gave Sally's story, and that's who said it was a seven-year-old, but I don't know why it changed to six. Anyway, after the Pickmans moved out two years later, the current owner, Les Smith, found a pentagram on the basement ceiling to begin... Uh, I don't know what... Uh, yeah, I don't know what I, I, I did there. <clears throat> I don't know where you're at. Ceiling prior... Uh, so, yes. Prior to it being covered with paint. So, I can't read tonight. Well, you are drinking, so... What? So, what are you... You're looking at the pentagram. Pentagram. Yeah, so that just appeared on the ceiling? I don't know if it just appeared on the ceiling, but... I think someone put it That's on That's when there. you have to move. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone put it on there, but nobody knows who mm. was doing them because even after it was covered up what does that resemble one, though is that that it's I a thought, pentagram i always thought that meant that, like it's like a dynamic a dynamic a d i mean dumb it down a little bit what does demonic. it mean does it trap them or keep them away does no, it no it like brings more dynamic i can't say <laughs> demonic demonic okay so if you let me get down to the bot like to the next part make you write that five times each oh my god <laughs> um other physical evidence of a crime has been collected including blood splatter in the master bedroom closet and a bloody sweater in the attic of the house along with demonic sigils which are like that and other stuff basically they're painted symbols that are believed to hold magical powers but like black magic right um i think i don't i don't don't know yeah so paranormal activity occurs at random times in random places throughout the house. And according to paranormal investigator Tim Woods, some of this activity includes dark moving shadows that are visible to the human eye, unexplained voices that are heard or captured on audio, violent physical attacks, ectoplasm. What the, what's an ectoplasm? Oh my God, why do you ask so many questions that I don't know? come around here with all these big words i think it's the stuff that um ghosts leave you you know how in ghostbusters oh, that goo? okay got you got you yeah, yeah. electronic <clears throat> failure strange electromagnetic field fluctuations hmm. cold spots or hot spots nightmares depression poltergeist activity feelings of being choked and do not why do i keep saying dynamic because you were saying that earlier? No, I wasn't. Weren't you saying some well, word you mean like was... five seconds ago earlier? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Demonic possession. Demonic? At first it seemed... I won't judge you. You can't judge me because you say everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> At first it seemed uh, that the house had only been haunted by human spirits. But upon further investigation, it has been classified as de- demonic as many people have been hurt while investigating. It's going to be a sight word. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to have speaking words instead of sight words. Have speaking <laughs> words. Can you say this word today? Can you use it in a sentence? Demonic? Demonic? Demonic. How are you saying it again? Yo, the cat just freaked out. Do you think that something's happening Demonic here? about her? <laughs> when there's something strange in the Ivcon apartment. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Who are we going to call? Uh, There's no one to call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, the house doesn't look scary, but 
I'm, I'm good. I don't need to go in there. Look, this is the house. So it's just like a white house, you know? It actually looks like a pretty nice house. Yeah, it doesn't look scary. It looks like it's well-structured. And look, there's a little barbecue outside. There's some chairs outside. I, yeah. But I, I, I have no, no intentions of getting in there. Our third and final story might be a little bit long. Um, I wrote like six pages on it. A six page? No, it's only five. It's only five. Five page. Uh. <laughs> it's, only, <laughs> it's only five and it's like normal font and everything. And no double spacing. This is not an essay. I'm not trying to squeeze everything I can just to- Like lemons? Oh, I can't, I can't do lemons anymore. Yeah, oh, it burns, right? No, I can't do it because of the last time we drank, when I drank that spice, spice lemonade. Oh, yeah, it, like, that stuff was all right. No, I had a gummy that was lemon, and I wanted to vomit. Mm. It was not yeah. good. Bad. Bad experience. Bad times, yeah. Okay, so this last story is called The Bender Family, mm. also known as The Bloody Benders. Like one Supernatural. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you ruined my first sentence. If you watch the show Supernatural. <laughs> the name of this family may sound familiar. And that automatically made me interested. I can't believe, like, I honestly, I did not know that this was like a real thing. Yeah, I didn't so, realize it was a real thing either. But, so, Supernatural did it, but they did their own like modern day twist of it. Because right. it's definitely not, it's not the same at all. You know? Um, right. So if you haven't watched Supernatural, basically um, people are getting captured and usually they, Dean and Sam Winchester are dealing with supernatural things, but then they find out that it's people. And so these terrible monster people are locking other people in cages and then letting them out so that way they can hunt them, which is terrifying. Right. Yeah. And, um... They give them hope, though. Sarah. No, they don't give they them gi hope. They give them a knife or something. You know what my favorite line in that episode is? What? When Dean says, Monsters, I get. People. Hum people, I'll never understand, or something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, which is totally true, because, you know, vampires, werewolves, they all have, like, purposes. They all have reasons why they exist, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know they're not real. Um... But humans... To who? No. <laughs> you hear some of the shit that humans do. Right. And it's like, how the fuck can somebody, like, mm. do stuff like that? Swearing words, huh? Well, I... Listen, I'm an adult. I pay taxes. I can swear if I want to swear. Um, yeah, so anyway, in the, in the 1870s, the government moved the Osage Indians from their home in Labette County and into Oklahoma to make room for the European settlers coming into Kansas territory. Sounds like something the government would do, right? Yeah. Typical government stuff. Government stuff. Um, the Benders were one of five families that moved into this area and onto a property with 160 acres. Wow. That's yeah. a shit ton of land. That's like what? A lot. A city. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm just kidding because I have no idea how much that is. But it's a decent chunk of land. Because my mom has one and a half. Or does she have... No, Dude, she just that has... that is a, huge. That's like... My mom just has a half an acre. Yeah, but right now... I'm telling you, that's that's a shit ton. That's like the entire, like, Huntington Valley. I don't know about all that, but... <laughs> um, so, the two men of the family came to the area first. John Ben Bender... Senior, who we will refer to as Pa. Pa. Um, he was around six years old. And then John Bender Jr. We'll just call him John. Um, he was around 25. They were believed to be German immigrants. And Pa spoke broken English. But he had a really, really thick accent. Um, John had an accent as well. But he spoke better English. Uh, much better than his father. Yet he was considered a half-wit because he would often laugh for no apparent reason. Wow. But, like, maybe he was telling jokes in his head. Yeah. Because sometimes I, like, I think... He had an imaginary friend or something. Maybe. Sometimes I think about, like, scenarios in my head. Like, what if I had just done this instead of that? Oh, wouldn't that be funny? And then I, like, I giggle to myself. And the, everybody turns over like, why is she laughing at herself? <laughs> <laughs> there, so there is no... There's nothing wrong with making yourself laugh. No. As long as you're not hurting someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, so once both of the men had finished preparing the land and building a cabin and barn, about a year later, the women came. Elvira, who we will refer to as Ma. Ma. Uh, she was about 55, and like her husband, she spoke little English to the point where she didn't, like, speak at all. Like, she just, she basically, people didn't think that she spoke English at all. Like, she didn't yeah. know anything. Um, like her son, she acquired a nickname. But it was not nice. <laughs> because people were terrified of her. They thought that she was unfriendly. And they called her She-Devil. She-Dev? Um, so, unlike the rest of the family, there was also a 20-year-old, their 20-year-old daughter, Kate. Uh, she was very fluent in English, and she was very approachable. Not only did people find her physically attractive, but she pulled people in as a self-proclaimed healer and psychic. She held seances and even claimed to cure illnesses and enlightened others on spiritualism. She became a star within the community, luring people to the Bender property. Mm, baby yeah. on the corner trick. Yeah. So... Everybody goes to sparkly things. Right. Um, one of the flyers for Kate's services said, can heal all sorts of diseases, can cure blindness, fits, deafness, and all such diseases. Also, deaf and dumbness. And <laughs> <laughs> now, people are calling her brother a half-wit, and she can heal dumbness, but she doesn't do that? Right. She Isn't that, like, him? unfortunate? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then it gives, like, directions to where they lived. And then it's signed, well, not signed, but her name's at the bottom. And it says June 18th, 1872. So, the house basically became a tourist attraction or, um, like, where travelers would go. Uh, they used a canvas to break the cabin up into two parts. Uh, since the entire cabin was basically one, like, big room. The back of the living quarters and the, um, 
Oh, the back was the living quarters where they would sleep and stuff. And then the front became a general store, kitchen, and also held the dining table. Those who were traveling to the cabin could purchase dry goods, a meal, or shelter for the night. You know what's funny, though? What's that? I don't know how many or how prominent, like, these things were where you would just let people into your home. But I was just, like, thinking about it. Like, if somebody's over-willing to help people, that's kind of scary. Because it's like they're not fearing anybody. Yeah. So if you're not fearing anybody, you're the one that probably needs to be feared. You know? Yeah. Oh, I saw <laughs> this one quote. It was um, somebody was trying to, and it was not real, but somebody was trying to get a ride. They were hitchhiking. And then a person pulls over, open, like puts down the window, and says, hey, like I can give you a ride. And then the person's like, oh, okay. Like I'll just, you know, get in. And then the driver, like, you know, just starts driving away. And then he's like, you know, you were very fast to get in my car. What makes you think that I'm not a serial killer? And then the passenger who got in the car was like, well, it would be very unlikely that two serial killers would be in the car at the same time. Like, would wow. just me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, that's kind of the same situation. Like, the person wasn't fearing that the person was the serial the person picking them up was the serial killer because the serial because they were the serial killer right um so it's kind of like the same thing with the the house um at least in my mindset so it wasn't until may of 1871 that a man was found with his skull crushed and his throat slashed Mm. in drum creek then in february 1872 two more men were found with the same cause of death Alarm only grew in the fall of that year when reports of missing travelers from the Osage Trail began to populate. So, just tons. Yeah. Um, That just brought back another thing that I will mention at the end of this. Um, The Osage Trail became less populated because of the threat of danger, and groups tried to hold individuals accountable, like vigilante, like trying to go out and do-gooders, but nothing, like, stuck, and all suspects were always released until George Newton Longcore, also known as Launcher, disappeared. Launcher? Launcher. So Launcher and his 18-month-old daughter, Mary Ann, left Independence after his wife had passed away. They were headed for Iowa, but never made it. Their abandoned wagon and horses had been spotted near Fort Scott. Dr. William Henry York, who was Launcher's neighbor... I wonder if I should be saying that Lonker. Lonker or Launcher? Launcher. Yeah, it's launcher. one of those tricky ones where it could be pronounced as a K. Launcher. I'm going to go with Launcher. Yeah, I think Launcher too. So he was Launcher. Dr. York was Launcher's neighbor and seller of the horses and wagon. Um, somebody had alerted him, and which caused him to start searching for Launcher and his daughter. During his journey, the doctor stopped at Bender Inn, and he never returned. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. As unfortunate as it was for Dr. York, the Benders hadn't realized that he came from a well-known family whose brothers were Colonel Ed York and Alexander M. York. You done fucked up now. (laughs) A member of the Kansas State Senate. So they were both very, like, well-known people. Um, And he was a doctor. 
Well, I guess you didn't like exactly take ID, but he probably introduced. Don't know how you sleep at night and do that kind of crap. He probably introduced himself as a doctor, like, "Oh, I'm yeah. Doctor York." So it's like, uh, doctor, you know, people go to him all the time. Like, right. you know what I mean? Uh, so th- the brothers created a search party um, consisting of 75 men who assessed the aerial area relentlessly, tracking him to the Bender Inn in March of 1873. Of course, the Benders rejected any knowledge of seeing Dr. York and even suggested foul play by Drum Creek as John had allegedly been shot at dur- uh, around the same time that Dr. York had gone missing. Colonel York had no evidence of his brother being there and had to leave Bender in because he didn't have anything to go off of. Also, why is Colonel spelled that way? I I don't like it. So every time I went to write it, I kept spelling it wrong. Right. I don't... I just... How do you get it from that? Like, why is it spelled like that? It's like colonel. Colonel. But that colonel is how you say that? Yeah. I don't get it. So on April 3rd, Colonel York returned to Bender Inn with armed men and an eyewitness account from a woman who fled the Bender Inn when Ma threatened her with knives and pistols. Mm. Now, keep in mind that Ma supposedly spoke no English. However, when the woman came forward with her accusation, Ma started screaming in English, saying that the woman had cursed her coffee. What does she mean by curse or coffee? Like, this sucks? Yeah, probably. Or yeah. I put it's a like curse on all your coffee. It's like 1870-something? They probably said, yeah, your coffee pretty much sucks when we go on the Wawa. That's a huge insult, right? <laughs> they didn't have Wawa's I'm just saying. Especially not in Kansas. <laughs> Do they? I wonder if they have Wawa's in Kansas right now. I'm going to Sheets. You know, your coffee sucks. <laughs> if you live in Kansas. Dunkin' Donuts. And you're hearing this, please let us know if you have Wawa's there. <laughs> or I Dunkin' can, Donuts. I can Google it afterwards, but I'd like to know from a, like a, yeah. a person actually in Kansas. Also, let us know how to pro- pronounce Wichita. Wichita? Wichita. Stop it. It's Wichita. Let it go. Let it go. Okay, don't. Please don't do that. So. (laughs) frozen up in here. (laughs) When Colonel York repeated the complaint, like saying, you know, she said that you said this, Ma kicked them all out. Of course, no one believed Ma because she had already lied about not being able to speak English. She was not trustworthy. She probably knew like two or three sentences or words. She was screaming at them in English. Maybe she got her English better. Too bad yours isn't. (laughs) (laughs) So then Kate stepped in telling Colonel York that she would help him find his brother if he came back on Friday night with fewer men. She would show him Dr. York's grave. How does she know where it is? Is it because of her psychic abilities like that she's saying this? Probably. I mean, obviously she knows where it is because they killed him. Maybe it's a setup. Well, obviously. People started to talk. With a belief that all the disappearances led back to Osage, the surrounding communities began to attack. A public meeting was orchestrated by the local township, and it was agreed that search warrants should be granted to go through every property between Big Hill Creek and Drum Creek. In the following days, a neighbor saw the Bender's animal suffering from starvation. The township officer... Go ahead, say it. Township officer, I can't. Leroy, <laughs> Leroy Dick, 
was informed. <laughs> Dude, hey, giddy. why do I always pick stories where there's like, was it the what's the what's the cock one? Cock. The cock was the first one. Yeah, cock. But what was it this called? This one's dick. <laughs> what other one? Again? <laughs> <laughs> Potty word you The use. cock mountain. Cock mountain. But it, it was I, something. I oh, hey cock mountain. Haycock? Yeah, with the albino. Hancock. No. Hancock. No, Haycock. Haycock? It was Haycock. <laughs> Haycock. All right. Anyway, Leroy Dick was the township <laughs> officer and informed um, about what was going on with the animals, uh, you know, not having ate, eaten for a while. Uh, he came to the abandoned property where he noticed a terrible stench coming from a trap door underneath a bed that was nailed shut. After requesting assistance from the community, hundreds of locals showed up with shovels and pickaxes. Mm. They had no idea what they were in for. Yep. Once the trapdoor was open, they found an empty room and the smell grew stronger. They found that blood had soaked through the, the, like the upstairs and then gone onto the stone floor on, and the soil below. That's shame. That's yeah. No bodies were found within the house, but Dr. York was found in a shallow grave in Ma and Kate's vegetable garden and apple and like other bodies were found in like the apple orchard. In one day, at least 10 bodies had been dug up from the garden along with various body parts. Mm. The victims had all appeared to have been hit in the head with a hammer and then their throats were slit. Um, aside from the baby, Marianne, mm-hmm. uh, she they believe that she was buried alive and possibly oh indecently mutilated. Mm. Do you know what that means? Mm. Do you want to know what that means? Nope. Okay. I don't know. While there were many bodies, there were also survivors that lived to tell the stories of their own experience. But, like, my question is, if there were survivors, why wouldn't they say anything, bef- like, after they escaped? If there were survivors, well, they're, you're so scared, you don't want to talk. Yeah, but back like, then, that was the only thing you could do. It's talk. They wouldn't believe you. They, you can point at somebody. You're, but you're all witch. those people are going missing. Already. Fear, um, that's something I can think of. Anyway, they would explain that the people who escaped said that they would be given the seat of honor at the dining table near the canvas divider and positioned over the trap door to the cellar where the blood had collected that they found. Right. Um, as the victim was sitting in the seat, one of the Bender boys, I, I named them that myself. The Bender boys. Yeah, I didn't see that. That could be like a freaking documentary thing. Yeah, the Bender boys. Yeah, the but Bender it was boys. a family. But anyway, wow. they would come from behind and use a hammer mm. to strike the person to render them unconscious. And then one of the women would follow up by slitting the person's throat to ensure that they were dead. Mm. The bodies would then be dropped into the trap door and they would later be dismembered or buried at a later date. Is, uh... Again, if they were survivors, though, how would they know that this happened? Like, for sure. Maybe they seen it. Maybe there was somebody still alive and then they, they witnessed it. Maybe. I don't think so, though. Because mm. what if they... I don't know. There have been suggestions that the family did this because they were trying to rob people for extra cash, but the deceased were still wearing their jewelry, watches, whatever, and carrying their cash. Sounds like they did it for a thrill. They did. They definitely did. Like, they enjoyed what they oh, were you, doing. Oh, you had it there. Yeah. yeah. So, um... 
the the cabin you know they went through the cabin there were at least a dozen bullet holes probably from people who were trying to fight back and then they were just like oh, i'll shoot you right. son of a bitch um they also found a bible with notes written in german and the name john gebhardt some people believe that the bible belongs to john jr who was actually not a junior but kate's actual husband wow. not her brother oh shit so she can cure dumbness but she married dumbness she's a fraud she's a fraud so modern investigators believe that the family's name wasn't bender at all and only ma and kate were actually related so ma's real name is assumed to be almira i think that's how you say it mark and from the i don't even know how to say that at at iron deck mountains where she previously had multiple children and husbands who died from having head injuries and this is ma that's ma ma the crazy yeah pa, don't know what he's getting himself into <laughs> pa was believed to have been born john flickinger 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 yeah who came from either germany or the netherlands and then lastly, Kate was born Eliza Griffith and Ma's fifth child. Because of everything that was found on the property, a, like, obviously dead bodies and stuff, a reward was offered for the capture of the family. They were able to find the abandoned horses, but from that point on, stories vary about, like, what actually happened to them. Um, so there's a story that John and Kate traveled on the railroad to an outlaw colony on the border of Texas and New Mexico where law, law enforcement refused to venture. There was a detective who claimed that he tracked John to the border and then he died of apoplexy, which is um, unconsciousness or incapacity resulting from a ce cerebral hemorrhage or stroke. So we died. Yeah, but that's just what this particular detective said. Um, some say that Ma and Pa went to St. Louis, Missouri. Hmm. Uh, during these times, whenever there were two women traveling together, they would be accused of being Ma and Kate Bender. Um, there were numerous groups that declared that they had caught and killed the Bender family, but no one had ever, like, had enough evidence or, you know, obviously received the they cash. reward, right? Oh, yeah reward um over 10 years later there was an elderly man who matched the description of pa he was arrested for murdering someone in idaho by using a hammer i mean that's a good a good suspicion that you know because i don't know about hammers. that why maybe so i don't know it's just i mean that's all you're gonna go by it's just I mean, uh, same weapon was used. Like, I think they were just trying to get something. Yeah, they were just trying to get something. That's either way, he killed a man. So. Right, he still killed a man, but I mean, it's not the the bender. So it's he not pa. he was. You don't know that though. It could have been. He was transported back to Kansas and even tried escaping by severing his foot, but he wound up bleeding to death and decomposed before they were able to confirm identification. Mm. Throughout the years following the murder spree, numerous people were accused and let go. No one really knows what happened to the Bender family. News of the Benders quickly spread across the country and tourists would come to visit the cabin where it all happened. So even back then, people were like obsessed with, you know, death right. and the true crime shit. And, and they just wanted to see where see it, it happened. 
Um, the hammers that were said to have been used in the crimes were displayed in the Cherryvale Museum and a stained knife that has been supposedly taken from the Bender Inn is in the Kansas Historical Society. The family was never found, but they are not forgotten. Even today in Kansas, if two women are traveling together, people will joke that they are Ma and Kate. Uh, speaking of not forgotten, the land that once belonged to the Benders is now for sale. Oh, let's, uh, let's buy it. <laughs> uh, the cabin has been long since demolished, and there are no new structures on the property. But even if someone purchased the land, they might get more than they bargained for. Right. Uh, although yeah. the although the initial bodies were discovered in the garden and orchard, there are plenty of acres left untouched, and there are people that say that the body count could have been higher than 21. There has been no attempt with modern technology to scan the land for unknown bodies. They don't even know where the cabin once stood, um, but if there there's like a well underneath the ground, so if they can find that, then obviously they'll be able to like tell where like the structure of the house was. because yeah. of the well. Um, then they could search for more bodies. Uh, but until then, we'll never know <clears throat> how many of the victims the first family of serial killers actually had. Oh, wow. Speechless. I that know. That's a lot of... <laughs> and, like, okay, yeah. so I know that usually we do supernaturally kind of things, but I feel like... I feel like these are, like, the boogeymen. Like, the real-life boogeymen. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I feel like they kind of fit into it. Um... You know, they lure you in. You know, they got the you know the pretty girl that lures you in. And especially like if you then, hear the story, like yeah. if, like it, how the writers in the supernatural. So they didn't did it. really hunt you. They just kind of just took care of you on the spot. Kind of yeah. Thing. So that was the difference between that and supernatural. Right. Um, they didn't really hunt you. Right. Yeah, because which is like I'm sure that that happens. Like people literally kidnap people. I mean, you, how many acres they had? 160 acres. So I mean, it is possible. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. Like, it's just, you think about it, and it's like, how can you, first of all, how can you do that to someone? Second of all, how can you continue to do that? They enjoyed it. Like, they really did. Yeah, they did it for the thrill. And, like, especially, like, I believe that Ma was just, like, the orchestrator of everything. She had to have been. She was a ringleader, yeah. She put it in her heads or something. That's what it sounds like, because she'd done it before. Exactly. She got followers. So, what are your theories? Like, do you think that they split up? Like, I think somebody killed them, and then, then there's other people that just because there's no way, right? I like, think families no... just whoever one of the victims' families just took care of them, killed them, and um, there's people that just wanted the money and so oh, yeah, I had this person. And... Well, there's no way that like even after this ended, like say that they did get away and they I don't decided... think they got away. Well, I'm saying, say that they did, right? And then they went to live somewhere else. They lived in California instead. I feel like you would hear the same story. Like, I feel like the same... They wouldn't stop. But does the news spread like that back in 1870-something? Well, they had newspapers, right? Yeah, but local newspapers, I don't think... I think that they had... The message was spread that fast. We're going to have to, like, look up newspaper stuff. But, um... I guess you would... Maybe get away with it if you went further out, but but even so, what I'm that's not even what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you would hear about something like that happening around the same time in California, right? So, like, even if the news didn't spread all the way over there, 
I see. And then they went to California. So there's some kind of big media source that would say even. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I am legitimately saying that the family wouldn't stop killing. Right. And there would be another story. Oh, I got you. Yeah, 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 Yeah. you're right. Yeah. Because there's no way. They liked it that much. Yeah, somebody took them out and then that was it. It's, oh, yeah, they got away. They didn't get away. They were probably... You know what I would be interested in? To see if Kate got away. Like, somehow she um, convinced... Like, say that they were all, like, going to be killed. Say that she convinced the person that she had nothing to do with it. That she didn't know about it. Oh, uh, like the victim. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Because she seemed to be, like, really good with, like... Persuading getting, people. Yeah, getting people to like her and getting... She's, like, an enchantress. Like, she just, like, hypnotized people or something. That's interesting. Well, if you have any... If anybody has... Anybody listening has any Bender family theories, let us know. Yep, and that's the bottom of the bottle. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fine Wine and Evil Spirits, and also on Twitter at FWES Podcast. Like and share our posts, and don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know in detail what you think about the show and what your favorite parts are. Remember, five stars are. We'll haunt you. We should make Sundays action movie days. What kind of movie days? Well, I mean, what kind of action movies? The ones with action. Like Indiana Jones? <gasps> That's a good one. Yeah, your favorite. But I have one um, tomorrow. I forget what it's called. Training Day? No. But it has um, Thor from the Avengers in it. Yeah. I know I have to say Thor because if I said Chris Hemsworth, you'd be like, Who's that? <laughs> <laughs>